Hey guys, it's Asha, and welcome back to another podcast of Let's Talk Equality. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a phenomenal short story written by the Thomas King called Totem. Now, Totem, I believe, is a very eye-opening short story. It has a lot of hidden messages um, because just the way the author writes it, you know, so creatively, so beautifully. And basically, I would recommend reading this book twice because once you read it first, you'll basically get an understanding of the plot, the story, the characters, you know, all of that. And the second time you read it, you can actually start to analyze stuff, see patterns, see the different um, messages that this book has because it has many different messages. There's so much issues combined into this book, into the short story, which is why I love it. And don't worry, guys, it's only around like six pages, so not that much. But let me just get into uh, telling you a brief summary about it. So the story begins in a museum in Alberta, and one of the daily workers hears a noise coming from a totem pole that actually wasn't originally there. So some of the main characters, such as Miss Hill, who was a receptionist, and Mr. Hooden, who is the director of the museum, gathers a team with other characters just to help get rid of this one totem pole. They tried everything. They even got a chainsaw, but the totem pole wouldn't budge. Now, I'm going to share a specific part and quote of the story that I thought um, was very interesting. I'm going to read it right now. It says, The problem, Walter explained to the two men, is that the totem pole is not part of the show and we need to move it someplace else. Where do you want us to take it? LaRue wanted to know. Storeroom is full. Find some temporary place, I suppose. I'm sure it's all a mistake, and when the secretary comes back on Monday, we'll have the whole thing straightened out. Now, that right there, I have a lot of issues with that quote. Um, you can see here that the character's actions itself let Walter, who is one of the directors of, who runs the museum, it, it's so similar to the Canadian government's attitude and actions, like, Walt, when, especially when Walter was like, find some temporary place, I suppose. Like, okay, that straight up takes me to reserves, the Canadian government. Let's find some temporary place we can put these indigenous peoples. Like what? Oh yeah, a reservatory system. If you guys aren't familiar of reserves or the conditions on reserves, because I actually wasn't Um, informed about the conditions on reservatory land until honestly like a couple of months ago and it is shocking it is completely disgusting did you know that they literally don't have any clean water they have to boil their water before they do anything before they wash their hands before they drink it before they cook do you know how insanely hard that would be I use water all the time not sure about you guys, but I don't think before I brush my teeth, oh, I should like this water isn't clean. They have to do that. Like that's such a hard lifestyle. And the government is just is just leaving it alone. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like that's literally what Walter is doing here. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. Just find it someplace else. I don't need that um issue right now. We'll have it straightened out. Like, no, this is exactly related to the Canadian government. You guys can see my connection there. It just 
it just bothers me. It's so frustrating. So where I'm trying to go with this is basically that, like I said before, I do believe that the totem represents indigenous people and indigenous issues. And I also believe that Ms. Hill, Mr. Houdin, um, are represent like the Canadian government. Like that's how I believe the author tried to portray it in his writing. But I also wanted to point out something that I've noticed is that Mr. Houdin and Miss Hill never tried to actually understand what the totem pole was saying and chanting. And that's kind of similar to how the Canadian government never actually tries to understand indigenous problems and are still continuing today to ignore indigenous voices. For example, the 94 calls to action. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the 94 Calls of Action. If you aren't, I highly recommend you look this up. But the 94 Calls of Actions are basically 94 Calls of Actions um, where the government can help Indigenous people. And only 5 out of 94 Calls of Actions have actually been completed and made. That's literally nothing. That is nothing. compared. Like This has been going on for a while now, and the Canadian government has only done 5? that's you that's ridiculous like i'm sorry but i've looked through the 94 calls some of these are super important and the fact that only five has been made just shows you how like they're not taking it seriously so this is why i believe totem is actually such a great book because it enlightens you around these issues and in a very peaceful way you know in a character way stories and especially if you're a leader and you want to help advocate for change then I highly suggest you read this book because it can inspire and intrigue you into looking more into indigenous voices and it might inspire you to challenge yourself to advocate for something else and not only events in the past for indigenous people but currently so this book will give you insight and also challenge you to think differently about our world and the Canadian government. And that is it for the episode today. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And I also will have a link in the description to Totem, which I definitely encourage you guys to go read. Especially if you want to know the ending, like does the Totem give up or does the Totem get louder and louder and stronger and stronger? So definitely go check that out. Um, And stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. See you next week.